Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. As they said, a podcast where we tee it up from the back tees every week. I'm Jerry Lou, and with me as always is our intrepid leader, Zach Pencer. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? Today, suffering a little bit. Around, around 20 hours of sleep this week with oh, uh, yes. seven tests. Hashtag school life. Uh, at, at university. <laughs> yeah, until you fuckers listen more, I still got to go to school. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No more haymakers out of the cheap seats already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So um, what do you want to talk about today, Zach? Uh, we got a whole bunch of Twitter questions. Uh, so, yeah, we got we got a ton of Twitter questions. The people were uh, rallied up this week. There was some excitement oh, yeah. for you on a certain hole at Bandon Dunes. Indeed, yes. That should be good. Um, you could well, explain it to me because... Well, let's 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 kick off with that in terms of uh, see like this time of year, like I said uh, to you before, this is when I start to really play my most golf, so to speak. So that being said, um, I'm going to be squeezing a lot more rounds and playing a lot more now. We were playing uh, Pacific Dunes yesterday with my friend uh, Cooper again, and his old man is in town again, <clears throat> and we uh, he's been in town for a couple of days. We've been playing like nine holes here, eighteen holes there, et cetera, so forth. And we were playing last night at uh, Pacific Dunes, and number seven is the number one handicap hole. It's a beast of a mother of a huge par four that, I'll admit, we were playing from the greens, which anyone who's been to Bandon Dunes understands that the greens are the normal tees for most men. Uh, next, then you go to the black. So, no, I don't I don't keep our namesake. That wind kicks your ass out there, Zach. You, you've, you've heard it in the videos. But anyways... <clears throat> So the tees, the green tees were up where the golds are. Now, off the top of my head, I don't know what the yardage is for the golds. And there was a small downwind. I'm not exaggerating. There was there was a tiny downwind. It wasn't like a real big one like there's usually there. But I remember I hit the shot, and when I walked up into the fairway, I just looked all the way down in the gully right before some rough mounds. And I'm just like, damn, that's the best shot I've ever hit ever. I'm like 100 yards out. This is great. And it turns out it's Dennis, Nate's dad's ball. And I'm just like, huh. And then he's just like, hey, there's a Titleist three up on the green. I'm just like no there isn't and then like uh i was talking to my boy slim at the guy shack this morning he's just like so how did it look or like how did it feel and i was just like honestly dude i smoked it and then i just went down to get my tee because i was just like there i hit a, i just hit a good tee shot i didn't think about oh, oh i hit that part of how speed it is what's that you didn't know where it landed it just well i knew i hit it down the middle with like a with a with a slight draw like i hit it just i hit it very smooth and very quick and just very good and it just had to have taken like the right bounces because I think from the green tees, that hole's got to be at least, uh, I mean, the gold tees area, it's got to be like 350, 340, 360, something in that neighborhood. So down the middle solves the riddle. <sighs> Evidently, I like that. Hey, that's very sage. Did you learn that yeah. at school? No, I learned it actually at some tennis academy I used to play at. They told us that. It was a real classic line. Interesting. No, that is a pretty good line. And, yeah. I, and I live in a world of lines. So, uh, <laughs> hmm. So yeah, excuse me, as I sip on my Jack and Coke out of a gigantic mason jar, as I can see it right here. Look, oh, look, yeah. at the, look at the viewfinder. I got big hands. All right, this thing's like the size of this thing's like the size of my head, and I got a. It's a nice like one and a half liter mason jar of rum and coke. Indeed. Don't hate. Uh, so um, 
anyways, yeah, I know a lot of people uh, said I was high or drunk. I mean, I, I did drink a lot, but uh, I mean, I got to admit, like uh, the round before that at Pacific Dunes, I did drive number 16, which was awesome. That's a short par four, but it's tough to drive. And I just remember I hit it good. I hit it hard. And I looked up and I went, oh crap, I lost it. And like, and, and the other two guys like, ah, I think it's like heading towards the green. I'm like, ah, I didn't want to go that way. I want to go to the left of the green, whatever. And sure enough, it was on the green. I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, just like, it was amazing. And then, um, God, what was the other one that, uh, from that round? I, uh, on number four Pacific Dunes, I hit a drive that I didn't think it was great, but I hit the piss out of it. Like it had no more poo-poo left in the dimples and yeah, the greens were up probably again a little bit, but that hole was measuring downwind, I, uh, like 385, 390. And I you hit, hit a draw ball. or a fade, primarily. Right now I'm hitting a draw. I mean, honestly, I just I, – I, you know, I, was, I tell golfers this a lot. It's like they say in baseball a lot, uh, and this will be our only baseball talk, I swear to Christ, because um, it's bad news in this household for baseball with the Braves and the Dodgers. Oh, okay. but, sorry uh, about that. Uh, no worries. We can talk about that another time. But uh, but anyways, I, they say in baseball, the hardest thing to do is square up a round object on a round object, a ball and the bat, essentially. So I look at golf, and that's why I've embraced Bubba Watson, where I'm just like, why are we trying to hit straight golf shots? We, I mean, yeah, we can do it. It's not incredibly difficult, it's, which means it's achievable. We've all hit a straight ball before at least once. But that being said, I'm just like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll just go up there, figure out your margin of error, be generous with yourself, and just take a swing at it. I mean, that's... Like, like, I mean, I try not to, that's, you've seen me on Twitter lately. I try not to think when I golf at all. I mean, I try to get one motion down where it's just like, if I just pull my hands this way, everything else follows. So. It's true. Anyways. That was a big moment on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Gee whiz. Thanks. It, it led to, I, I don't, I wouldn't call them good threads. It led to threads. It led to long it threads. Led to threads. It led to threads. Your life um, is in danger. Whatever. Uh, hashtag TK watch. Anyways, um, that being said, uh. On number 13 at Pacific Dunes, that uh, round where I almost drove four, and I drove 16, and not when I drove seven, uh, which was yesterday, <clears throat> I uh, was 160 out uh, in the rough off to the right. It's a big par four with wind in your face, going uphill to a giant green, and I shot. I was 160, and I just thought to myself, I'm going to be a wiener and hit a five iron here. Like I, But it, I don't think a six iron could get it. Like I mean, the wind was that heavy, and I was hitting the ball pretty good, but I was also kind of starting to hook it a little bit. I'm like, well, this thing could just go in the ocean if I'm not careful. And I hit this five iron, this little punchy five iron, and as it's like drawing towards the flag, I literally say out loud, I'm like, oh, please don't be too many numbers. Cause, and then as soon as I said that, I heard the biggest right off the flag, like, crank! Like, I just, I don't know where I hit it on the flag, but when I got up there, the ball was about six to eight feet away because i because i remember when i hit the flag i just started yelling oh my god because i thought like dennis is like oh that's gonna be bad i better bounce way off the flag i'm like i know god damn it like because those flags are metal but i haven't i haven't sung one off the metal in a long time or off the stick uh in a long time so that was fun i think uh, i've only hit it off the stick like once or twice it is a great moment though when it happens well it happened a lot i remember as a kid or early in my career so to speak like i feel like funniest thing if anyone were asking me right now what's the closest thing I've had to an ace I'd be like I can't really remember uh, the past 10 years anything coming really close per se but when I was a kid I feel like every week I was having some crazy shit fly by the hole maybe or something or like from a mistake where it's just like well I could have done something and gone in you never know it's what like, would a rager be like if you get an ace when you get an ace what's that what would the rager be like when you get an ace uh, it better it better be somewhere where there aren't too many witnesses because I'm cheap 
okay? So I don't want to, like, have to buy a lot for everybody. Are you kidding me? If I eat an ace, I'll probably, like, just sit there and go, it's about damn time. <laughs> I mean, and I and I always knew, I always knew, I always thought that for one day, like, if I ever get my ace, because back when I grew up playing golf, I mostly played by myself. I just knew I'd get my first ace by myself and be like, and no one's going to believe me. Yeah. So, oh, that would be the worst. Like man, you live, the rough part of, you live in a rough part of town, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk. I don't know what's going on here. We got a live. It's like when I lived in uh, downtown Baltimore, uh, Maryland, uh, on Baltimore Street. It was essentially uh, the main thoroughfare for all the ambulances and police cars, regardless of already the, the tons of crime that are on that street. Wait, uh, there's Northwest. a live police chase going on outside the window. Everyone could listen for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe uh, I'll see it come up on my Twitter feed if that one guy uh, who broadcasts police oh. chase. Uh, my good tangent of what you were saying for the hole-in-one, my hot take is that I think it's actually good not to have a hole-in-one because then you're chasing the hole-in-one. Once you have one, it's, like, cool for the first, like, year or two. And then it's just like, eh, I already got one. This won't well, be wait. to get another. Do you have one? No. So what the hell are you talking about, man? You, we have no idea. We're like a pair of virgins talking about getting laid or something. No, because something. I know, like, one, my, like, Mark, who works, who writes, like, or edits all the stuff, he had a hole-in-one. Worse golfer than I am, which says a lot. No, <laughs> Damn it. Jesus. Be nice. <laughs> He's going to be better in, like, no time because I'm barely playing. But he got an ace. I think he's over it by now already. Once When you don't have one, then every time you get to that part three, it's like, this is the time I'm going to get the hole-in-one. It's yeah. sort of like if you're a fan of uh, the Patriots. Like, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl... Not not that incredible because it's like oh we expect them to win. When you're a fan of like the Cleveland Browns, you go or the Chicago Cubs and then win for a hundred years. Every year you go into it being like this is the year. I get it. No, I I I get that. But I I'm also a Dodger fan and I look at it like if you were to give me one championship right now, I bet you because I don't have one. I would say I could have that one in my lifetime and I'd be done. I'd be happy. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get that one and then I'm going to want to win, get a repeat and then a three-peat. Who doesn't want to win a bunch? I mean, that's the positive That's the positive mentality I'm, I'm bringing to golf here too where I've noticed also, folks, I didn't tweet about this if you're listening, the dozens and dozens of you out there, there's, this, there's a new thing that's come with my game lately here where this like super confidence and extra cockiness or whatever – I, as I get up to the ball, I literally have a thought of, let's see what this one does or what I can do with this one, huh? Let's give it a try. Or, like, if the wind's blowing, blowing I'm like, come on, wind, come get me. I dare you. And if I hit a bad shot, I just kind of start chuckling right away and go, <laughs> wonder where that one's going. I mean, I just kind of, like, really let go of it right away where I'm just kind of like, whoops, that wasn't what I, of all the things I pictured, I did not picture chunk pull the three iron like that. Whoops, at least we're not the bunker. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I don't know. It kind of goes hand in hand, but that's just kind of how I approach it, so... Um, yeah, that yes, I that addresses one of the uh, Twitter questions I saw. My buddy Will Kramer, I'm going to see him in January. Not caddying for him, but uh, he said some people in his group might need caddies. So hopefully, I'll get to work with you, Will. But uh, yeah, I, I understand. I understand why he's not taking the caddy. Shout out, Will Kramer. I hope he listens. Uh, I don't know if he listens. He's a big fan. Big fan. Oh yeah, he's a really sharp guy. Uh, Eric, former or like current uh, air traffic controller uh, or whatever and he um, is from Utah and Twitter handle at Earth Curves great Twitter handle I love it does it though does it really 
I think that's it, I think it's more of a metaphor. Like he's he's one of those guys that strikes me as like one of those like conceptual architects or whatever. Oh, that's or like what I'm a, saying. Obviously the earth is flat. It's just like eh, it's like a saying. Oh, that's right, that's right. You're in your twenties, so you don't believe the earth is in a sphere. So Clearly. Oh hey Tucker Tucker uh, just tweeted us saying I want in on next week's pod, so Oh yes. Ten thousand word deep dive on Mike Whelan is coming. And I didn't read the rest of it. Sorry. I should flip my phone over. Oh yeah, here's anyway. Next week, live uh, yeah. live news people are getting next week, featuring Tucker Dale Booth. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Tucker. So, um, you want to cover uh, uh, the uh, golf that's happened real quick? We had a Jesus. I I need to get. I might just capitulate and get cable TV or whatever. Like, if, in order to get with my like in, where I live in this crappy little like Nowheresville, uh, Oregon, the the cheapest like I get internet for. 40 or 50 bucks a month. It's really good internet. It's very, very good internet considering people on this road say you can't get good internet up here. That's just because they're lied to and they only buy from one company. But if I want to like extend and get like that bundle with like a landline, which I don't need, and um, whatchamacallit, uh, like full cable or whatever, it's going to cost me an extra $100. I mean, and I just want to watch like postseason baseball and golf. I don't want to watch TV. I'm just, if I want to watch TV, I'm, gonna, I'm in the on demand generation now. It's just like, nope, I. Right now in the other room, my girlfriend is streaming um, uh, Parks and Rec on my uh, Netflix account. I mean, that's just that's what's going on in the next room. I mean, we're always <coughs> it's not Parks and Rec, it's The Office, or it's always Sunny in Philadelphia, or or I just got her though that Big, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, we've been digging into that. That's a lot of fun. Good show, great show. Great I mean, show. I know it's good, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, um, so last week, na 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 won his uh, fourth. I can only follow on my app, and this thing doesn't seem to be fast enough with how well these guys are scoring. It's like, you shoot 64 in the opening round, it's like, well, you just shot your wad. I mean, Yeah, so he won his fourth PGA Tour event. A bit of, uh, some people aren't the biggest fan of his. I personally like him. I got no problem. This week, we're at the uh, Houston Open. Guess where that is? In uh, Calgary. Damn. Spot on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we do have one big in 14th place we got a friend of the show reed martin's guy mark hubbard oh yeah mark hubbard nice i you know what honestly i didn't even bother to i was so busy doing other stuff i didn't even look at the leaderboard um but go ahead keep talking yeah so we got austin cook in first after round one but i'm more interested in our guys how their players are doing absolutely Austin Cook was Kip's guy last year, but now he's on the uh, sink train. Sink had a pretty solid round, two under, tied for 36. So, but it's interesting because Sink said he didn't get his uh, tour card or something. Um, like, so he must have a ton of sponsors. Exemptions. He must have a By ton way, of exemptions. If you're Stuart Sink and you're a major champion and you're like voted to the head of the players' union or, or rep or something like that, he is or whatever. Like, Stuart Sink's, like, one of the nicest guys on tour. You know how everyone sucks Matt Kuchar's dick about that? No, 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 no. I've, I've, t- I've chatted with Stuart Sink before. The guy is, like, too nice. Like, I want to – he's a good egg. I want to put him, like, like lock him in a car somewhere so nobody can get to him or whatever and just be like, no, 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 this is one of the – he should be, like, a pastor of a church or something. He's just a delight. So, Stuart yeah. Sink shouldn't have to lose his tour card. Come on. Come on. Or, yeah, to quote Will Arnett from Rest of Development, come on. And then uh... – before we get to uh, fan questions, we have a bunch of them. Should I give you the Canadian fun fact of the week? Um, I thought we were saving those for the end. But I thought of it mid-show. 
And then I'm like, we could close with Twitter questions. I feel we, like haven't even, we haven't even had a mid Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry. <laughs> we could close say, with Twitter Zach, questions. We, we've only been talking for, uh, there's the, man, the popo again. We've only been talking 15 minutes. We haven't even hit mid-show yet. <laughs> no, I know. I'm already dying. But this is I a know, good fun to, fact. We're trying to keep it tight and toasty, so go ahead. What's the what's the CFF? Your Dodgers, unfortunately lost. Well, not unfortunately, but I get I'm not the biggest Nationals fan because they stole my team away from me. Go Expos. This there. is the second postseason victory for the Nationals Expos franchise. The first was by the Expos. Do you know what year it was? Um, that was. Well, it was. Uh, there were some years I'm going to mess it up where the Minnesota Twins got us, and we got them before that. It was said 1990. 1991. Ah, dang it! That was my first thought. Then, oh, do you know who they lost to in the next round? Who, the Blue Jays? The Dodgers. Oh, no, the Dodgers. Uh, no, who? They lost. No, the Expos lost to the Dodgers. Oh, Rick Expos. Mon- I'm sorry. They're, they're, I'm, for some reason, I shoehorned Toronto. Rick Monday. Yeah. Blue Monday. I'm sorry? Wait, was Rick Monday on the Dodgers? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'm right. Yeah, Rick Monday hit, like, the winner to essentially knock them out. Right. And okay, so, but- Blue Monday. Got you. No, I, I got you on that. Who? What I'm saying is, who, who beat the Dodgers after the uh, right after the Dodgers beat the Expos? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you said that. I thought you were trying to give me a two-parter there. Okay, never mind. No, no two-parter. Look, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, bee stung from baseball right now. I mean, somebody. Oh my gosh, I'll share. I'll send it to you in a text. But somebody made a great movie poster. Instead of the Joker, it says the Choker, and it shows Clayton Kershaw with like paint on his face, and it like says like coming to you every October, and it's just like all my friends. Oh, sorry, oh, little chicken came up with that one. Um, the uh, all my friends who bug me about like, oh, what's wrong with Kershaw? I'm just like, I don't know, I don't care. He he's allergic to the playoffs. I don't know. Do you think it's because of the playoffs or just bad or like coincidence? You know what? The guy pitches so much, he's bound to suck at some times. I mean, look at what happened to the Brewers when they put in that hater guy who was essentially flawless, yeah. perfect in, like, certain situations against lefties, like 0 for 36, 0 for 38 or whatever, and, like, all of a sudden he just, like, what was the opposite of perfect and just, like, pooped the bed real hard. I mean, I think happens. it's a sample size thing. I feel like Kershaw yes, really is You're absolutely right. I, I like to – I. it used to be that Kershaw was too tired. Like, he threw too many innings throughout the season, and next thing you know, but they fix that now. He, like, has a back injury early in the year. He sits in the DL for a month, and which gives us a month in October of him uh, full of bullets. So, whatever. True, true. Okay, so we got some uh, Twitter questions here. I'll get to, uh, let's see. Let's just uh, bounce off the first one here real quick. Uh, Dumble4, one of our guys on our crew, Andrew, you can find him at golf underscore anonymous. Wants to know who the alpha is on tour, uh, or just he didn't say on Brooks. tour. Or have to tweet exactly in front of him. Yeah. Brooks. Well, I would Zach. I was just about to ask you what you think, but okay, you say it's Brooks. I mean, I would say so since like DJ seems to be like in the sunset mode right now. I don't know what's going on, but he'll still win two tournaments this season and like bring in like four million dollars or five million dollars total in earnings. That being said, I, there's there's still an anti Brooks movement out there. Well, you, you know. Scratch that. Strike that from the record. That doesn't make him an alpha or not an alpha. Um, yeah, I guess if we really break it down, Zach, in terms of like what the definition of alpha is, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and real quick, speaking of speaking of Kepka's, uh, shout out to my boy uh, Justin Debacco Slim. He just played in the program for the Shriners, actually. Um, like he was just got like real effed up the night before. His clubs were like stolen and everything, and he like managed to shoot a sixty-eight in front of Kepka, Chase Kepka. Yeah. yeah, is Brooks the real alpha or is Chase the alpha? Because Chase outshot Brooks when they played in a tournament together. We might have a controversy on our hands. Like you said, small sample size. <laughs> is Chase the best golfer in the world? Uh, the best golfer in the world. Well, that day. Well, that's what I said. Like I have my uh, my friend. Uh, um, no, my, oh God, is his name Corey or Cody? It's Corey. Yeah. Corey Marino. I caddy with him a bunch. He was in my little video when we did our uh, little, uh, four days of, uh, six, 54 holes, but see, I'm playing such good golf right now. And I'm confident enough right now that he, like, I heard somebody, he was telling somebody that he got his handicap to a plus two. And part of me is just like, like, I, I think I'm playing to a five right now. And I'm just like, bullshit. I can take him on head to head. Let's see plus two. Like, cause I'm feeling that good, but I'm also like, I feel like I could go shoot even par anywhere right now just if I really just keep my mind to it and focus and, and really play. And, like, and I, I could do it. I mean, I'm right there. So, anywho. Um, I mean, who – okay, let's say he, he mentioned uh, Rory in his tweet or whatever. Rory is not um, – Rory's never going to be an alpha. The guy is, like, way too nice, and, and which is – maybe it's better because, like, think about, think about it. If Rory had – was a foot taller or maybe had, like, that mental edge or whatever – I mean, he would, or he would just be, oh, because he, he has one of the most gifted bodies in golf, like physically for the swing, like that double hitch, like he does with his hips and everything. It's amazing. But uh, I don't know, DJ. DJ is hard to be an alpha, even when he was an alpha, because he. It's hard to exude intimidation when it's a quiet intimidation. Like you kind of have to like be, or like, or you just do it by your actions. And DJ lopes along like a sloth uh, of a point guard who doesn't have the ball in his hands. You know, he's yeah, just walking agreed. along. Not yeah, alpha. He's, just, he, 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 he's like a horse that doesn't run. I mean, that's what DJ looks like, and it's quite, quite honestly really how he's the alpha breakout alpha of the year. Bryson, I think he has breakout alpha potential. I heard some things about Bryson personally from. Um, uh, from some Bryson is trying way too hard that guy is like one of the most white collar lily white kids uh, like white boys out there so I hate to say it every time I hear that now just any anything that comes out of his mouth I just I'm just like ah pfft, whatever I mean and then also I'm starting to hear my boy Tim Tucker getting a lot of his caddy getting a lot of flack for him being slow and it's, it's starting to become one of those things where it's like no 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 it's, it's definitely uh, Tim's fault and Bryson's fault but it's like it's and I'm just kind of like poor Tim <laughs> I mean, Tim's a millionaire, but or or something almost. Rich Tim, mm-hmm. rich long Tim. So that was, uh, yeah, I'd say Brooks kept that. So uh, let's see. Marcelo had a question for us. We can find Marcelo at. And now I, I'm, I'm going to say this correctly because there's a zero and a capital O in his name that are that uh, are next to each other. So in, in, if you're typing in, you wouldn't get it. But if you're looking at the name already, it's it's hard to distinguish. But he's at seven hundred. Olecram or Olecram. That's O L E C R A M. Seven hundred, like seven zero zero, and then O L E C R A M. And what did Marcelo ask Zach? Marcelo asked us about the weak field in the event and our thoughts on it. Well, I think I, I'm not looking uh, at it now. It's going off memory. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not looking at anything on my phone right now either. I just wrote down. Uh, 
I just wrote down a few bullet points how he was saying, like, why is everyone bashing the Houston field? I mean, pardon me, it, it's yeah. only Thursday, so I'm a little late to the party. Uh, and and like I said, I don't check my app fast enough to see these guys, like, uh, put their flamethrowers away yet. I mean, that being said, I don't know exactly what they were saying, but I can assume that it's either, like, a... Well, I did see Ron Mintz tweet about, and Marcelo was tweeting with him back and forth a little bit about how, like... Uh, the uh, whatchamacallit, like other than Brooks Kepka, like it's got a pretty big OWGR um, field, so to speak, in this one. I think Henrik Stenson might be the top ranked player in it, though. Well, Henrik Stenson's attending a funeral uh, for his um, three wood right now. So I don't know what Ron might have been uh, referring to uh, exactly, but it was something, whatever they were talking about was something to that effect. Uh, it might have been a prior tournament. I'm not, I apologize for my inaccuracy. But that being said, I would just assume that it's easy for people to. See, case in point, it's tough for me to pay attention right now, and this is kind of like our, our, uh, our like my second livelihood inside living, so to speak. Where it's like these tournaments, there's just so many hot shots going off right now that it's. I tell golfers all the time, or like coworkers, I just said, "Hey, you take the top 200 people in the world golf rankings and just put them on a cruise ship and just sink them out in the ocean and never see them again." The people who are at 201 to 400 will slide right up into that top 200 spots, and they'll be playing the same. They'll be hitting the same exact scores. Golf right now, essentially professional golf, counting all the tours. There's 1,000 dudes. Uh, we're talking about male golfers, and they're all playing really good golf right now. It just doesn't matter where they're at. So, I mean, I've caddied for friends of mine who try to like uh, qualify for California Open things like that, and honestly, I never charge them because I really estimate if they had game or not. And I'm just like, nah, I'm just doing this as a favor for you. It's like the, the those people, like especially the Wall Brothers from Jersey that I caddied for, it's like when you've seen someone really hit a ball, like you've been to a tour event or whatever, a lot of people haven't, but it's like you should treat yourself and at least go once. When you see a real grown-ass golfer hit, incredible, it's something else. And if you had a choice, go to tournaments Bubba Watson goes to and just follow him. Who cares if he shoots 74? He is. It's like seeing those Bob Ross painting TV shows, except if you're sitting in studio quietly, just watching. I mean, it's just, you're, you're there watching the artists, so, literally. Yeah. So, so uh, Marcelo, hopefully that answers your question. We apologize for being a little uh, short on this. Um, the two more that I have written down, Zach, uh, are more caddy related. I can cover Brian's real quick, because he just said he wanted me to talk about the sheep ranch, and that's it. I also look back at my messages, and Brian shared with me some pretty badass pictures of him and his mates playing at Sheep Ranch and having beers out there and whatnot uh, back in the day, so nicely done. That was way better of an experience than I got, but Brian Rice, you can find him at brice549 on Twitter. Shout out to the police. Or the, what do you call them? Uh, going, the constables? Like, what do you guys uh, call your police officers? Cops? Uh, What's the nickname? We call them police. Police. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Always police. <laughs> no, I mean, no, really, because it's like, I, I'm curious, because, like, constable sounds so, like, uh, it, I guess it's more British, but it what sounds more What do you guys formal. call, like, firefighters? Exactly that. I like, know. firefighter, no, firefighter doesn't have really uh, a shorthand that I can think of. I know a lot of guys call them smoke eaters or stuff like that, but, I mean, it's just, like, to me, I'm like, well, that's just the same amount of words and syllables, goddammit. So, I mean, what are we what are we talking about people here? People listening to this probably think we're the biggest idiots. I was joking, oh. people, by the way. I'm sure. Wait, why? <laughs> about about whether what firemen are called where you're from? Dude, that's a good question. That's what our fun facts should be about. I mean, in America alone, uh, okay, let me ask you, and this might be a Canadian thing, West Coast, East Coast, whatever, but when you're at your school and near the bathrooms, there's that spigot that, um, 
water shoots out of or whatever and you can drink out of it what do you guys call that a water fountain in america depending on like what part of the country you're in or literally what job you're in i've heard water fountain drinking fountain and then and then and there's a schism between like soda and pop like between the, like people say water fountain and drinking fountain even though it's the same goddamn thing and if you're in the navy or the coast guard or on a boat um uh it's called scuttlebutt anyways scuttlebutt uh, yeah scuttlebutt it also stands for rumor but that's a tangent upon a tangent so sheep ranch right now i got the tour i've uh, worked out there twice now um, I've been taking some really great notes in my book, um, which is unnecessary, but it just looks cool for a lot of the customers. And uh, it's great. Like the, on the, it'll be holes, officially holes six, seven, eight, nine, that right now those are holes um, five through eight on the preview round that it starts with a, par, a long par four where you cut over the ocean. Um, I've shared some of those pictures. And then the next hole is still, uh, it's a par three, just going down into the ocean with an infinity green. And then the next hole is a par four, a big, long dog leg right par four, going away from the ocean, but has a lot of difficulty and character. And the number, the fourth hole that stretch is just 400 yards straight fairway going into the setting sun with like an infinity green. We have, on our nine preview holes, Christ, we have two infinity greens, maybe three if you want to count the par three on the cliffs at five mile point. But uh, Sheep Ranch is gonna be good november 1st through 17th employees and caddies will get to play around out there so i will definitely definitely be teeing it up out there and it's supposed to be open we're gonna have our grand open uh grand opening will be june 2020 Uh, and and folks this is at band and noons golf resort we're talking about sheep ranch out there and uh yeah it was originally a 13 hole private course and now it's been expanded to 18 holes and band and dunes is doing some real great publicity right now showing a lot of the pictures and stuff i obviously i constantly retweet it hell i'm starting to have caddies from band and dunes like follow me on on twitter now i'm just like oh hey dude because i see people on twitter all the time but i don't butt in and go like hey what's your handle i mean it's i like to keep things semi-private but uh but also a shout out to um, Eric at Eric T Langford. Eric Langford is the new assistant superintendent out there at Sheep Ranch, and he we've never met, but we know each other through Twitter, and we both work at a wonderful facility. And uh, those guys are kicking a ton of ass up there. I mean, it's it's going to be something else. I, I I can only imagine. I mean, here you have Pacific Dunes and Pebble Beach always going one two one two, depending on the year of the month. And now a third course is going to be thrown into that mix. But two of those courses out of those top three are going to be at the same facility. That does oh, not exist great. anywhere. That, it's, it's amazing. So, so Brian, I mean, I, Brian, you've had – I've seen your pictures of you actually hitting golf balls out there, sir, and enjoying yourself. So I think you are more versed than I am in, uh, in the actual experience out there. But, I mean – and like I said, I've only seen these nine holes for uh, the routing. Like, I, I've seen them build number one, number 11, and number 17 right now. That's it. So – not uh, too shabby. I'm for sure going to have to come out there either at latest this summer, hopefully before. Well, we'll try. Uh, I actually was talking to Ty the other day, uh, which also, shout out, uh, we uh, love being part of Sports Travel Radio. They are they got tons of great podcasts, and now we're, well, four. But now we're like one amongst them. And uh, I love those guys. I, I'm saddened that uh, baseball season's over because they're fantasy baseball podcasts, unless those guys are really good and still put pot out off season that's one of the things about sports podcasts that bugs me the off season you go from a daily to a weekly to a monthly show and these guys they're uh, they're still doing really really good work and they're funny as hell uh robbie he his robbie still hasn't followed me on twitter yet but robbie and ty they do really good work at sports travel radio we love those guys 
I, I'm ashamed to forget to plug them as opposed to when I didn't care about Michigan State, um, uh, which Michigan big heads, uh, I don't know. I just got a tweet from my boy Cap saying, tell us about your 700-yard drives. Go fuck yourself, Cap. <laughs> I play golf with that guy. He's, he's that guy who worked at Sand Valley and then Bannon Dunes, and he said, he's just like, I've seen you hit the ball. No, there's no way you hit a 350. I'm like, I do once a month. I do. I can I, I connect. I've played golf with people who hit it. I've seen guys who hit 325 on average. Hitting a 360 once a round, if you're hitting the ball really good, is not out of this world, goddammit. What I would do to hit a 360. Anyways, uh, real quick, because uh, we want to keep, uh, we want to get Zach off the Betty by here. He had a nice night at the comedy club, also. Um, as a, uh, uh, you were attending as a. It's true. Uh, Alcohol free, sober practice. October. Oh, you're doing sober October? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what next was, month is? I was gonna congratulate you. Do you know what next month is? November. No, there's a there's a better one. Come on, a funnier one. Um, men's pro men's prostate awareness. I don't know. No, it's no not November. Wait, oh, I was close, man. I should have took that more seriously. I, I yeah. might have like maybe like five more minutes. I would have gotten that. <laughs> you would have you would have stumbled upon it. Hey, I, I said that to somebody today. I'm like, you would give me three more guesses. I would have I would have landed near the lily pad there. So, okay. So this uh, this last question, real quick, and. And Zach, this obviously might not apply to you, but any questions you have to tag on or any funny things you want to bring up, feel free. But uh, Ryan Cosden at RYA526, he's a caddy at a private course outside of Philly. He asked me what some of my caddy pet peeves are. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll definitely cover on the show. But I, I asked him what some of his pet peeves were. And he said, keeping track of the golfer's towel, uh, the golfer leaning the club up on the bag. Uh, I guess that would totally speak to each and every one of us are very different in our personality traits and flaws and downfalls and I would say like oh yeah some things that annoy me when I'm caddying probably don't annoy other golfers or other caddies whatsoever like whatsoever I one thing that really pisses me off is when I, I tell golfers I'm like I'm gonna give you one to two sentences of advice and that's it we're gonna focus one dimensionally and just right in front of us we're not gonna think about B and C just step A that's it and if we do step A good then we'll talk about step B and so forth it's when they interrupt me or ignore me or like make me repeat myself like that a lot of other caddies are just like they don't care they'll just sit there and go mute or they'll repeat themselves i actually get pissed it's like look man i'm trying if if you actually get more pars and birdies i have a good time too i might get more money who doesn't like sharing fun memories for god's sakes we just listen to me and then you pull the trigger i mean you're obviously i tell golfers all the time you have the hard part sir you're hitting the ball i just sit back and give suggestions and it's based off of experience and the more experience i have the better the suggestions are so for me my pet peeves really are tied to my personality flaws with its which is just impatience with inefficiency and oh my god this is a game that you can't be impatient with obviously i mean i'm impatient with certain brain functions and personalities i'm not impatient with golf golf is every day i still see new places on the golf course or i see new flights to a golf ball whether good or bad i mean it's i see new ways to make par i see new ways to make an eight i mean it's it's incredible. And and lately, even though I've been talking a lot of shit, if you see my scores, uh, yeah, I've been finding a lot of creative ways to make double bogeys too. Like I, uh, I, with the exception of those two or three holes I've been bragging about lately, I have not been getting any birdies at all. It's been pretty dry out there. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, like if a golfer was to like set their club against the bag or whatever, 
I guess uh, maybe he's saying like as opposed to just putting it in the bag or whatever. That doesn't bother me so much. Like as long as somebody's not being pretentious about it. It's like I, I'm glad you said next to the bag. That means I'm busy and I know where to find the club when I get back to where I set your bag. So I just you know whatever. But but uh, sorry, right? Every every private private course is different too. So I have no idea how your members are and how your guys' uh, uh, operating protocols are. So anywho, that being said. Uh, that was all the Twitter questions I had written down here, Zach. Um, you got anything else you want to cover? Yes, yeah, so I guess we got a few things before we leave. I'll just talk about a couple articles that are being posted this week on the site. We're yeah. having a, a busy week. So we got John J. Cherebsky on Twitter. He's writing a LPGA tour article on all the like repair trucks and all that. It's a very interesting article. That should be dropping mm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And our boy Nolan is writing his Tiger Woods sort of preview what's going on with him. For That's the year. right. He just sent me that. And then uh, Tucker, he has the uh, – he's done a couple huge pieces, and he has a 9,000-word story on Mike Whelan, who is the vice president of Golf Channel. He's That's awesome. Of, uh, I, d- I, I just read the rest of Tucker's tweet and he was saying, like, as I said, like he said, like, I'd love to get it on, come, come on and mix it up with you guys, dot, dot, dot. The rest said with Mike coming on too. So, uh, you, uh, you awesome. get on some type of, you get on some type of communicate with Tucker and, uh, see how we can work that, which by the way, I'm loving this zoom app. I mean, it is the so easiest much better. Thing. Oh, so easy and free and God bless. I mean, I, I was about to say God bless America, but that, 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 that no, we, we pay a nice $20 a month. Oh, you do? Not bad, though. Not bad. Just so it re- makes sure to record, we don't get screwed. I think oh, you get, okay. like, an hour limit on the free one, possibly. Oh, okay. Okay, see, I didn't know that because, like, I, the only option I saw was the free one, and then you just kept inviting me, and I still haven't had to pay a thing, so. Oh, yeah, it was uh, invited in, that's why. Oh, I, hey, I tell you what, send me send me some more stickers, damn it, and I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll restitute you part of the, uh, the Zoom fee. Oh, no. I'll send you stickers, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need them because I've been wanting to hand them out to people and people uh, and whatnot. So. Um, oh, really? I'm heading back to Montreal this weekend, so remind yes, me. On... You'll get your hat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jerry sent some Band and Dunes gear. Y- yes, uh, we. I sent, uh, and I'm going to be doing it in waves to the rest of our team, like to Denunzio and Tucker and uh, and uh, Blue Horseshoe and uh, everybody. Uh, I, I know I'm missing names all the time, damn it, to John and everybody. There's a lot but, of them, though. Yeah, yeah, good. That's a good thing. Um, but uh, like I've always said, we have a caddy store at the Caddy Shack where we have all sorts of items that most of them you can probably find at the pro shop one way or another at a certain time. But all our stuff says Looper on it, which is cool. You can't get that like online or anything else. And uh, like some of the hats are real cool. I don't know if you've seen Nolan's hat, but I got him a specific one, Zach. Actually, this was kind of the idea of me getting the hats for you guys was it's, uh, it's just like a... It, You'll see it color material-wise. It's the same as yours, like gray with like a trucker mesh black back. But the front of his has a little leather piece that's like the shape of the state of Oregon, which is where Bandon uh, Dunes Golf Resort is. And then like kind of like inlaid on a darker leather uh, shadow in the middle is our Puffin logo. So Ooh, it's yeah. one of those things where if you if you know golf, especially someone in the Port- Portland area, I mean, that's a slick logo that you don't see just on Band and Noon's apparel. Usually it's the Puffin with the name and, like, the Nike swoosh or something. Does mine so, have the Puffin logo? No, yours is different. I got you something special. I got uh, you... Um, oh, I, want, I want the surprise. 
Don't okay. remember. I'll tweet it out, though, so everyone gets to see. Perfect, perfect. I, I was like two words away from uh, spilling all the beans, so thank you for stopping me. Yeah, no, <laughs> I need the surprise. Well, uh, so that sounds good. Uh, me, personally, um, gosh, today's, what is today, Thursday, the, the 10th? Uh, Saturday, I'm flying down to Southern California to play in a golf tournament on Monday, but then I'm taking a red-eye Monday back um, up to Portland, Oregon on Tuesday Jeez. to get this. This is, this is some news. I'm playing Pumpkin Ridge, la-di-da. Uh, they have two courses there. They, the public course I've played a couple times. Nobody gives a crap about that. I'm getting to play the private side on Tuesday at Pumpkin Ridge. You heard it, folks. Uh, not Ghost Creek, but Witch Hollow. I've heard that Ghost Creek is really good, obviously, and Witch Hollow is, that's where Tiger Woods won his third of his consecutive U.S. amateurs back in 1996. So, I, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, I don't have much of a bucket list, because especially if it's a private course, there's no guarantee you're ever going to get there ever, so I just look like, oh, that'd be nice. So, this is pretty cool. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and then I'm also, oh, mind you, even though uh, Jennifer got me, it's cute. I got a spouse of a PGA uh, member card, but I'm going to be at the PGA Merchandise Show in uh, Portland uh, on oh, Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And I was thinking, like, I, I mean, I'm going to wear, a, I'm going to flash the Van Noon shirt around. I'm, uh, I was hoping to, like, just flash around press credentials so I could be like, hey, because honestly, I went to, like, the L.A. golf show years ago, and I was wearing my Carlsbad Golf Center shirt that I worked in e-commerce for in a cubicle where nobody saw me. And that got me a free round at the crossings of Carlsbad with this guy, Brian Simpson, who's like a sales rep for Kemper. And he used to work at Chambers Bay and stuff like that. But anywho, he saw my shirt and he's just like, and just because he saw my shirt, it struck up conversation. We exchanged information, wound up meeting for a golf date one day um, and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, it's like, honestly, you, you'd be surprised. I mean, your your hat's super cool. It doesn't necessarily have the obvious logo on it, but the Power of the Band of Noons logo goes pretty far. Yeah. I need a new hat too. I've been going to the Expos one for a while. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Which, by the way, here's an Oregon or American uh, slash Canadian uh, baseball fun fact, and we can wrap this up. Did you know that uh, Portland is constantly trying to get? They were constantly trying to get the Expos to move to Portland because they have the Expo Center there. But I did not know that. It's not even a stadium. That's the stupid thing. Like that was that that was sound like a stupid rumor. Like cardboard box. Portland Portland is a basketball town because of the Blazers, and the Blazers are a fun team to follow and Rip City and everything like that, and because of the Portland Mavericks. Portland's like this close to being a really good baseball town. It's really this close, but it just doesn't have the room or the people to like support a second team. And if Portland gets mad at that, I say, boo freaky who? Talk to North and South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming, and Idaho, and ask them where their pro sports teams are, okay? You, you just leave... But you have the Blazers and they're fine. Just leave everybody alone. But anyways, um, yeah, sorry. I got buried there for a second. <laughs> I'm as tired as you are, man. It's on you. You got this. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate it. Wait, I got what? What are you talking about? Uh, you got this closing it out. Oh, well, thank you. You put well, yourself I'm, in a pickle. It's for you to take yourself out of it. See, now, and this is me not running between the two guys with the gloves right now. It's me stopping and negotiating, going like, hey, okay, guys, you know, you don't have to tag me out. Let's just all catch our breaths here. Um, now I, the only thing I got to share is uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jerry Lou Looper one That's the number one. And, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be Strive. writing. Uh, so, oh, yeah, well, you, you know all the technicals for that, right? I mean, yeah. Exactly. We hope right. you guys subscribe, review. Don't review. 
We really don't care, but we do care. We need it. We're making our way up. I don't know if this happens for everybody, or at least for the American fans on iTunes, but I went to look at iTunes today, and I guess I didn't give it a rating, but I wrote a review, which is which is retarded. Like you should be, it should be both. It shouldn't just be one. Hey man, uh, so it's not nice to call people retarded unless it's your friend and they're acting retarded. Thank you, Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my fault. Uh, anyways, um, but <laughs> now I'm lost. Um, I gave it five stars, obviously, this time around. But if you go to iTunes right now, the American version, my review is the one you see right away. <laughs> the one I saw. And the, this, the title says, I'm Jerry Lou. And the, best, and the, the subject says, and I approve of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of embarrassing. I wish you could like <laughs> a, a review. All right. Well, uh, hope you folks uh, have a good week, golfing or not golfing. Be safe and... Uh, Let's just uh, let the outro take us away. Be the ball. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.